Well, hello and welcome everybody to today's edition of Strategic Insights, brought to you by Strategic Enhancement Group. I'm Tim Deitch, Senior Performance Consultant with Strategic Enhancement Group, and today I'm joined by Susan Hall. She's our Vice President of Business Development and Performance Improvement. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Tim. It's great to be here. Well, thanks, and thank thanks for joining. I'm, uh, you know, all the topics we work on are, uh, are 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 very interesting and and valuable. I think to to me and to to all those who listen. But this one today is especially important, and it's the topic is practicing new skills. Um, you know, why do we why do we have this conversation? Uh, it's a it's a fascinating thing that um, so many of the clients we work with who will train their people in new skills uh, um, don't really spend a lot of time practicing. And so today, uh, we thought it would be helpful to discuss the topic through a couple of different mediums. Um, why is it important to practice? What gets in the way of practicing new skills? And then uh, certainly to offer some ideas for practicing new skills, you know, practicing when you're alone, practicing with a coworker. Uh, what are the roles of the manager in helping to, to foster good practicing of skills and so forth? And then, then we'll certainly talk through some conclusions. So that's the focus of our, uh, of our topic today. Susan, how does that sound? No, I, I think that sounds really effective. I know all of our clients are looking for ways to get return on their investment in training and development. And I think all of us personally and professionally have had experiences where, you know, we hear great ideas and best practices. And yet at the end of the day, you know, we're hard pressed to even remember what it is that we learned. So practice is really that key between closing the gap from a great idea and a great result. That's right, and you know, and we know research says it's this isn't this isn't just anecdotal. Um, the research tells us that really within a very short order, as short as ninety days, whatever we've learned in a training session tends to dissipate from our mindset. So we can lose as much as eighty-five percent of what was delivered in a training session. Uh, in very short order, if we're not having the skills reinforced and we're not practicing in them. Is, is that about the right data point? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised it's that long, quite frankly, without any practice. And do you remember, Tim, several years ago, um, Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers? Yes. And he, he talked about, I thought it was really fascinating. He talked about, you know, what makes good people great? And you, you, you know, if you, assuming that you've got a talented individual, whether they're a sports figure or he used the examples of the Beatles, there's a lot of talented people out there. So what makes that small percent just rise to the top? And he talks about the concept of 10,000 hours. Do you remember that? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. That it, that it takes 10,000 hours of practice to be great and and that's the difference and if you think about that you know assuming a 40-hour work week that's five years of time uh, now we're, we're certainly not suggesting that you need five years to get really great at using a new skill but the whole idea is that you know sports figures musicians entertainers athletes um, professionals, you, know, you you look at somebody who does such a phenomenal job that they make it look easy. If you unpack it and uncover it, it takes a lot of practice to get that effective. 
Right, and it does, right? So, so you know, it this brings us into the business world, right? Um, wh you know, what is it about us that says that that where it makes perfect sense to intensely practice practice in the sports world or in the arts world on stage and so forth? It makes perfect sense, but all of a sudden we get into the business day, and for some reason, it's not natural to us. To practice we'll spend oodles of money on training and trying to bring people up to speed and aligned with our our strategic direction and certainly to land business but sometimes we send our people out uh to to, to fifty thousand hundred thousand million dollar contract moments with relatively little practice what, what do you think's going on there you know i i think it's a few things one is we're all busy. Um, there's a lot of white noise and there are a lot of responsibilities competing for our time. And the reality is that we're creatures of habit. So that, you know, without reinforcement, without accountability, without building time into our days, um, without leadership and management support, we default to our comfortable position, which is what we've always done. Right. And I, you know, and I'm a, I, I get even further into the fundamentals, right? How many of us have ever been handed a job description where one of the items on the job description says you must practice the skills required <laughs> to succeed? That's right? a great point. Right. Whereas never. all of us, yeah, never. Right. Whereas all of us, when we, um, when we enter into, you know, the, again, the sports, the arts, the, uh, realms, right. It's understood that if we don't go to practice, we don't get to play. Right. And, and be, because there are standards involved in what we're, we're in what we're involved in. Right. But all the way down to that simple mechanic, we don't in the business world, put that into play. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a that's probably one of the most critical points of our conversation is that if we can schedule time, you know, in our day to day work to practice, and if management can make that a requirement to your point, part of our job description, yes, you know, to practice the skills, and part of that is practicing on our own, but you know, and I know we're we. You mentioned in our introduction, Tim, you want to talk about management's role in that and coworkers. There's a few different creative ways that we can discuss around practicing, but whatever that looks like, it needs to be built into our, you know, our day-to-day -day responsibilities. Right, right. And, and I, you know, I want us to shift to those skills in a second, but there's one more thing I wanted to mention about the, you know, what's the, that what stops us um, uh, category. And that is, and I want to add one more thing and it's ego, hmm. right? We are, um, we're often hired with the expectation that we already have the skills in place. Right. And most of us, if we're really honest with ourselves, realize, oh, no, I've got gaps here. I've got some blind spots or things that I flat out know I need to get better at. But are you in an environment where you're comfortable saying, hey, you know what? I need some help here. Um, and often ego gets in the way or just discomfort with raising your hand to say, you know what, I could use some practice in this area. So, you know, this, so as we transition to some ideas, you know, sort of summarizing, what are the whys that get in the way? Well, we don't make it part of a natural part of our day. That's one thing. 
in the in the world and so in the business world so if you can find ways to make it a natural part of your day or your week or your staff meeting that's important for managers or the job description itself to require that you practice uh, it's so subtle right but it's a really important piece of the equation and then to sort of get out of our own way we're hired with the expectation that we're supposed to have these skills but reality says that we can't possibly bring all that we need to the table and to be able to establish a culture in your team not just your organization that allows people to raise their hand to say you know i'd like to work on this so so that i have the best chance possible um, that's really critical yeah i think that's a, a really really nice summary tim and and you know that whole concept of ego too just makes me think of um you know some of the best salespeople i've worked with um you know have a strong sense of confidence but they're confident enough to know that they they can get better and they're coachable and they're they're open to advice and right. when we think about the the training that we do you know what's the one activity that people oh they dread they roll their eyes you know it's the skill practices you know mm -hmm. in front of the group right. but yet what's the one activity that inevitably we get feedback from wow that's where i got all my insight you know that was painful but i you know i really learned it it's the skill practices absolutely because absolutely. there's that disconnect between knowing something and doing something you can hear it and say, oh, you know, I, I get it. That makes perfect sense that I need to prepare, you know, for a meeting. But to yeah. actually do it in a systematic way, comprehensive way, is not always that easy. It sounds simple, but it's not easy. So, so the more practice you have doing it, it's like building a muscle. The stronger that muscle becomes until you have muscle memory and you don't even That's right. don't have to think about it so much. And so you've taken us into uh, to that skill, so, so or some ideas, right, mm -hmm. for putting those uh, skills into practice. So let's look at the first one about when you're alone. You know, uh, I have two thoughts in mind for when you're alone. There's the there's the uh, element around preparing for an appointment that you have, a visit, right, and then the, there's the related to that preparing is actually writing down the skill you need to improve for that visit. You know, it's you sort of almost committing to yourself that, OK, in this moment with this person, I'm going to need to work on this skill. And maybe Ooh, that's, like that. you know, and maybe. Yeah, maybe that skill is a discovery question or I'm going to I'm going to remain patient because this person I'm visiting with is a big talker. So how will I manage a talker in this situation? How will I learn what I need to learn? So so those are two thoughts, you know, the, the absolutely just spending five minutes of thought before you go into a session, not, not on what you want to accomplish, most of us go, but how you will accomplish that. I, th I think that's a really important distinction. And, and I know a lot of people find benefit from just visualizing it as well, you know, yeah. kind of visualizing it in, in your head, you know, how this conversation might go. Of, of course, when you get in front of a real life person, you know, that it may go in a completely different direction, but to have at least prepared for it yes. uh, will, will improve your confidence and also your ability to be versatile in that situation. That's right. That's right. I, you know, and I, in both cases, what you're doing is you're making that shift between this, this angst around what you, you, what you're there to do 
to, um, okay, well, how am I going to pull this off? What are the unique things that I'll do? So here's another one. Here's Let's take it into what you might be able to do with a co worker again five minutes we're not talking um you know a, a dramatic presentation here just stopping somebody for five minutes right and asking them to assume the role perhaps of a challenging situation a challenging client right and just say hey put me in this moment let me try this thing out on you is that have you ever done that susan you know i i I have and and probably need to do that more as well, um, you know, especially when it comes to communication styles. And we have a, a colleague that is the opposite of my style, which happens to be expressive. I know that's probably a big surprise. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I was I was uh, going in to meet with an executive um, at a pharmaceutical organization, and I remember him being very analytical. And so I spoke with my colleague and I said, here's my plan. You know, does this make sense? What would you recommend? And because right. she is of an analytical style, she was able to validate some things, but also really give me some great input in terms of sending information beforehand, um, focusing on the process, some, some very specific strategies that I was able to prepare for and practice before going into that meeting. Right. So, so I think that's a, a, a valuable thing that you can do as well. Absolutely. And, and it's a good habit, right? Once you do it a couple of times with a coworker or just somebody you trust, let me bounce this off you. Once you do it a couple of times and it helps you, it's easier to do, uh, you know, as you move forward and so forth. So it's a very good habit. So, sh so let me shift us to a manager. Like what's the, mm -hmm. how's the manager help in this? Now we all know that one way a manager can help is, is pure role play. Let's have a meeting where everybody role plays for a while and so forth. So let's say that that's a given. Right. And it's not always a given behaviorally, but it's an it's it's a natural idea. The two I wanted to, to, to look at is more around modeling and reflection. And, you know, one of the things I've seen in my clients is that there's precious little um, ride along activity mm -hmm. where, where you move the manager from a position of critique, the shoulda, coulda assessment of what just happened, you move them into an active player in delivering skills. And, and this is what, you know, you talk about how you'll approach it, you work together to approach it, you see the manager model it, and then you talk about it post-meeting and so forth. That's, that's one of them. Is that, you know, again, what's your experience in that arena? No, I, I think so as well. I mean, the, the the challenge is you need a manager who is good at that skill, right? Or yeah, or yeah. at least at <laughs> least good at observing the skill. And yeah. and so that's that's a whole other podcast, Tim. But, <laughs> yes, but you know, one yeah. tool that can help with this is a planner. And you know, I know when when we work with our clients, you know, there are are typically planners that come along with it. But to your earlier point about writing things down, if you can think about the skill and what kind of behavior demonstrating that skill will mean for you for a particular client to move that opportunity forward, to, you know, to have a, a, a bit of a template or a reminder um, in a planning form can help you plan for it, practice yes. it, and then also debrief it so that ideally, 
your your manager will be able to assist with that but even if they they can't or they're not with you or for whatever reason don't have the ability to you're able to almost self critique self coach i think i think every every leader every salesperson has walked out of a meeting you know and just like collapsed in a chair and said oh you know that didn't go the, quite the way i wanted to but then instead of moving on it's taking a couple minutes to think about what could i have done differently yeah you know what about that went really well that i want to replicate and what about it could i change and some and the planning tools i think can help with that process of reflection right and so the last thing i wanted to mention on the on the skills is actually related to that so we take that thought one step further and that is around you know when you're in staff meetings whether it's a one-to-one or maybe it's a team that we you know we don't ever or rarely take the time to get into elongated role play or practice moments but what i do suggest is a literal practice moment where and this is from this is a tip from managers where you ask your team to bring in and maybe it is a case of just writing down that one skill that's vexing people something they think they could get a little better at uh, one of the one of the attacks i take when i consult with clients is around the concept of good better best and and where we look at it and, and sometimes we we don't go into to practicing if we think we're just pretty good at something we don't look at well what what could be even a better way to approach something so i use the good better best methodology in thinking about discovery questions for certain situations for certain types of people you know there's a certain question that might get you what sh- the information you need but maybe there's a better question or even a best question and 5 minutes of dialogue with your peers on how something could be nuanced to move forward is usually a very fertile conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we've covered a lot of ground and uh, and I wanna offer a couple conclusions and maybe maybe there's something I missed, Susan. So so, uh, listen intently here, here we go. Okay, so we on one level around practicing, we think leaders and managers should constantly promote practice right? If we're not promoting practice at some level, then all we're doing is just reading about it. And so, you know, we've taken us from the mechanics of a job description to a few minutes in a staff meeting to a few minutes individually out there, but it's up to the leader manager to reinforce practice. Secondly, it doesn't take more than a few minutes. That's a basic axiom here, but it's what the difference is, is it's a few minutes regularly as opposed to a few minutes two months ago right so it's a regular application and then thirdly we 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 had we didn't even touch on this it's the reality that practice builds confidence it's positive it's uplifting even though just as we enter it like you said that angst of role play and training right once when we enter it it feels weird but when we exit it we realize my goodness this was a good use of my time so those are three upshots. Would you add another one, Susan, before we close? I, I think that's a, a nice summary. And and the only other thing that I would emphasize is that point you made, Tim, about ego, that sometimes right. we have to get out of our own way and, you know, and just realize that there are things that we can improve upon. So if we can put that aside and, and just be open to practicing and just remembering that the best of the best do this every single day. Absolutely. Well said. 
Well said. Well, there you go. There, uh, we, we hope we've been helpful on this topic. It's a very critical topic, and it is all about, yes, it's about confidence. Yes, it's about uh, bringing out a more fulfilling experience for us. But don't forget, it is also about results. Our results will grow if we practice more. So thank you for joining me. Thank you, Susan, for joining us. Very, very helpful. And let me leave you with this. If you think your organization could be helped by this topic or others, or if we can help you in any way to make your teams more effective, please contact Strategic Enhancement Group at strategicenhancement.com.